Big Fluff. Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Hey, Joe, what's happening? Howdy, Chris. We're back again. Yeah. I feel like spring is almost here, Joe. It is sprung. It is. It Pre- is. Pre-sprung? Sure. Something like that. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels nice. It's. It's not so cold. Mm. It's not so frosty in the morning. Right. You know, it feels pretty good. I've and seen feels, some flowers. I've I've seen a few flowers, and uh, I've got a few little sprigs coming out of my uh, my hops plants. Oh yeah. So that's that's how I know spring is coming. Nice. So and uh, they're in the yard now. Oh, you uh, actually put them in the yeah, dirt. Yeah, put them like in the dirt, so they're going to be great hops this year. Sweet. So Joe, we're here to record an episode, mm-hmm. and uh, what is the episode going to be about? It's our very first follow up. Oh, we're following up. That's. <laughs> We're following up an episode we did in late 2014. The follow-up episode is about Trappist beers. We've been doing it for that long? Yeah. It's kind of sad. Uh, what, uh, what? So I think next month, it's going to be like six years, something mm-hmm. like, right? Is mm-hmm. that six years of the Curioso? I think so. It's April 18th, the first episode that we came out with. Yeah. So, But uh, Joe, we have to introduce some other fine folks here mm-hmm. that uh, that decided to come along on, mm-hmm. on this follow-up episode. Sure. All right. Which one of you guys wants to be introduced first? Well, uh, I'm glad you guys had me back. I'm Patrick Stork of Expert of Nothing, which, while on hiatus, was definitely going strong at the time. Mm-hmm. And I did have to go back and re-listen to that episode after it posted because... <laughs> a little fuzzy at the end. Right. I yeah, think it, you can hear it. It did get a little bit yeah. fuzzy. Yeah. So, Patrick, here's the thing. I know for sure, I, because I, I, I remember recording some podcasts with you a few years ago. I know you've got stuff in the bank, man. I know you've got podcasts. Yeah. Um, I am massively slack at editing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've got them. Uh, that's part of my New Year's resolution is to get a bunch of this stuff caught up. Uh, there's also one that uh, Lars and I and a bunch of other folks have recorded a bunch of episodes for a board game podcast where we right. just pull old stuff out of the garage and play those. And uh, I've got about like twenty some recorded. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. See, you've got you've got months worth of stuff. Right? Yeah, pop I know. I just have yeah. a new cat that walks across the keyboard when I'm making key edits. And <laughs> oh, like, oh well, there goes twenty minutes of. Well, you yeah, should do or... what I do and just make Joe edit everything, and then uh, you know, uh, then you have well, tons I mean, of available. free time. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to auto save. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. best thing to do. All right, uh, and also we have. Lars, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. This is Lars, big vinegar, (laughs) periwinkle. I've been podcasting since 2008. (laughs) You've probably never heard of me. (laughs) That's not true. Hey, Pat, remember remember the time we played that board game that you bought at the thrift store and everyone got sick because it was carrying some sort of virus? Oh, that was Pillow Fight (laughs) for Girls. It was Pillow Fight for Girls. (laughs) It was so dumb. It was this game where like... (laughs) 
Did it have botulism on it? it had, I think it, it yeah. did. Like seriously, it was little like semi foam plastic pillows oh. that you were supposed to put on trebuchet beds that you launch over a cardboard yeah. wall. Well, they weren't trebuchets; oh. they were catapults. Okay, that'd be a yeah. very a sophisticated difference. bed. <laughs> yeah. Right, there is a difference. But yeah, like we then, then the next week we went to record again, and, and everyone was we, like, "Are you sick this week?" Yeah, I was we're sick as all shit sick. this week. Wow. It should have been a sign when we. Pulled the game out and all of the pieces basically smelled like a summer camp blanket. It was so gross. It should be. Should did you guys have... actually sleep on the pillows? We just. I think we handle and then we did at the end of every episode. We touch each other's faces a lot. Right. No. A lot of face touching. And, it's yeah. kind of a thing we I mean, started. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Without the pillows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without we shouldn't yeah. do that at all. Right. Yeah. But this particular time, I want to blame the pillows. I'm wondering yeah. if somebody didn't fart into the pillow and then you rubbed it in your eye because that's how you get pink oh. eye, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Pillow I mean, nemesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Shit in the air. This fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really good to be back with some friends, right? And, uh, and we're gonna go over uh, a few things about Travis Beers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did that a long time ago. And if Joe, if I remember, it was, what, a, a two-part episode? It had to be. So, I think we were too drunk by the first episode. Yeah. So now last time, I will say that, Lars, you weren't actually on that. Um, uh, we had your, your partner in crime, uh, Joel. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Murphy was here. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was on that one. I don't, I don't remember whether you couldn't go or whether we didn't like you at the time. It no, was I... probably, probably both. <laughs> <laughs> had to be, had to, had to be both. Oh, come on. Really? I'm just kidding. We've, uh, you know, he's the, he, Murphy is the only Irishman on planet Earth who doesn't like drinking. <laughs> so why you why would we, have him on that show? Right. That's why we did it. <laughs> and it's somebody sober in the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sober and sarcastic. Right. <laughs> But then we wound up having, uh, I, I would say that we had a fo- follow-up in the same episode, Joe, because the following week, you and I got back together, mm-hmm. and there were a few beers that we couldn't get. They were in the mail. Yes. And uh, you and I, yeah, like the last like half hour is just you and me finishing up the last few beers. So, it's not, But it wasn't really a follow-up episode. It was a continuation. Right. So but it was like it a was, two-part. Yeah, so this is almost like the second follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or a third part. Yeah. That's, part three. It's trilogy. It's Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, that was that one was an epilogue. This is an addendum. Sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'll AKA reason to drink more. Ah. <laughs> well, it's funny because ever since we we did that original episode, I now have just this affinity and love of Trappist beers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So every time I go out somewhere and they have a Trappist beer on on draft or in a bottle or something, I usually will gravitate towards that. Sure. What are they, if you don't mind me asking, what are they charging for a glass of these? uh, At most places, it's a couple bucks more than your average. Nothing nothing crazy, though. No, no, it's it's not. I mean, if you can find a place with, like, say, West Flatteron, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, named, what, best beer in the world eight years in a row kind of thing. Get the fuck out of here. And you have to go to the Abbey and you can only have, like, a case for a month and then you can't it's Holy a shit. whole laundry list of rules just to get the beer from West Flatter. Wow. But you could buy them mm-hmm. for a while here in the States, like a six pack with a glass, and I think that ran you around a hundred bucks. Goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was their th- that was their like Abbey something or other pack because well, it was they were, their roof caved in. And yeah, they and they were they were trying to fix it, so yeah. they kind of branched out and were selling it in other places to yeah. to to uh, to make a little money for that. Mm-hmm. But if you go there at to the West Modern Abbey, you're talking like 
four or five bucks for a bottle. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. So, that's yeah. like that's like the Abbey normal price. <laughs> exactly. Abbey something. <laughs> oh, shall I leave? Pat, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm really yeah, sorry. Yeah. Man. No, you're, <laughs> I miss Joel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off. There are 12 Abbeys that brew beer. Joe, I feel like there's more than that. <laughs> there are, Chris. There are 14 Trappist monasteries that brew beer, but two of those can't get the label. And we'll go into that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are currently 12 Trappist labeled beers in the world. Okay. So in order to prevent non-Trappist commercial companies from using the Trappist name, eight Trappist abbeys, they got together and they formed something called the International Trappist Association or the ITA. And this happened, which is weird. You know, you think about this maybe, like this happened like a long time ago. Mm -hmm. No, this happened in 1997. Yeah. The year after I graduated high school. fuck. (laughs) Well, and the crazy thing is some of these monasteries have been making beer since like 800. (laughs) Yeah. In the world. Yeah. Why Why then? Why did they create the law then? Well, I, I think they just got to a point where they they were... People were basically stealing their yeah. recipes. I guess that was the height of the first round of home brewers. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, you know, I well, mean... And in Europe, there has always been beer... What, what do you call that? Where you vacation to go try different beers and stuff? It has a name. Like a I just term. call that vacation. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> right. I like I go to try to find the fast food regional fast food places and try mm-hmm. the regional beers. Well, that's yeah. happened for a long time over in Europe, where mm-hmm. most of these monasteries are. Uh, and people were basically making knockoff versions of these ancient Trappist recipes and techniques and stuff and saying it's a Trappist beer. Right. Which uh that's Which why they got true. together. And they, they made this label so that you know when it is labeled on there that it is a Trappist beer. Yeah. So I that see. you can't you can't say you can't actually use the word Trappist. Yeah, it's like saying you know, it's like saying this cheeseburger is kosher. Right. You know? Right. You can't just say it is. It yeah. has to actually go through the process and become, you know, kosher labeled. Right on. So yeah. that's what it is. All right. So that process, uh, put out by the ITA, so each perspective Abbey must go through a rigorous application and evaluation period. Uh, but there are very specific rules in order to become one of these Trappist monasteries. And those rules are the beer must be brewed within the walls of the Trappist monastery, either by the monks themselves or under their supervision. So you can actually have like outside help come in and help you brew it. Like Chimay, which is the largest mm-hmm. Trappist sure. brewery, but... I'd say a quarter of the people who work at the brewery are monks. Most of them are employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you just, you can't do it outside. Right. You know, and, and employ people like outside, which there are some abbeys that do that, mm-hmm. but that's why they're, those are called abbey beers and not Trappist beers. Yeah. Right? And that's the difference between the abbey and the Trappist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As exempled, uh, like we had talked about in the previous episode, Sierra Nevada mm-hmm. joined together with a monastery in California to help them raise funds, but Sierra Nevada did the brewing off-site. So right. it was right. an abbey ale, even though it was Trappist recipe. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. So the second, uh, the second rule is the brewery must be of a secondary importance within the monastery, and it should witness... To the business practices proper to a monostatic way of life. Right. So basically, it you're not creating a brewery For to profit. be to be a to be mm-hmm. monks. You're 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 monks first, 
brewery second. Yes. So the entire idea of the Trappist lifestyle. So going back to like the teachings of St. Benedict, it's the idea that you are, you know, a, a pious person. You're, you know, you are a monk first and you want to create something in order for your, your abbey, your, your monk lifestyle to be able to be paid for. Right. Instead so, of just passing around a, a thing and yeah, asking for money. It's not a collection money. plate. It's, right. Yeah. We're producing something. People are, are paying money for it and it's to upkeep the abbey, the grounds. Right, right, right. Food, all that stuff. These haircuts right. don't pay for themselves. But it's not, exactly. they're not trying to put in like a, an Olympic swimming no, pool or anything no. like that. You're not getting these like Bible belt, you know, 600 foot neon cross, exactly. you know, super temples. Right. Nope, nope. They're pretty... Yeah, very. I mean, they're pretty humble. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, really, they they're they're. I think most most of the breweries are the the most high tech part of any of these mm-hmm. monasteries. And right. some of them quite high tech. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and the third rule is the brewery is not intended to be a profit making venture. Yes. Uh, the income covers the living expenses of the monks and the maintenance of the buildings and grounds. Whatever remains is donated to charity for social work and to help people people or persons in need. So basically, they don't, they don't keep any of the money for themselves. Once they're done and they fix up the abbey and, you know, they, they I guess they budget it out. Probably. Whatever is left over, they, you know, they help out the surrounding area and the towns and, and, and help out charities. Mm-hmm. So you have to follow all of those rules in order to be a Trappist monastery with the ITA Trappist label. Right. So we're really helping humanity by buying and drinking all this beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can look at yeah. it that way. Yeah, we, can't, we can't afford not to. Exactly. This is important work. <laughs> it is. We're philanthropists, yeah. is what you're saying. I mean, yes. almost, yeah. No kidding. So we could probably write this off. <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, I'm going to write it off. Any, anyway, you guys, I'm going to de- deduct this from, <laughs> yeah. from my taxes. Okay, do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, it's, it's funny because uh, if you take out the religious aspect of monasteries and abbeys and, and all that stuff. It's still just a very, I don't know, it's a very neat, clean way to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You produce something, some buys it for you, and it just helps you survive and, and continue to do the things you like to do. Yeah, and what I what I like, what not, I mean, not necessarily things that you like to do. I mean, it's specifically well, you, you like I mean. worshiping God. Is, yeah, is, is, I mean, that's the, yeah. but I'm saying if you take out that aspect of it, <laughs> but, but even then, I mean, it was, I mean, I see what you're saying. It would be like if I was to, to be able to pay for me watching Quantum Leap all day, <laughs> I just right. have to be able to brew beer. And by brewing the beer, it pays for me to, you know, get the, get the seasons and then get and somebody the to send edit back in yeah. T-shirts and yeah, yeah, and get somebody to edit in the original music that they cut for the DVD releases, right. and then like so, as long as I keep brewing, then I meditate on the beer just as much as I meditate on my love of Quantum Leap. Sure, and so it's all a meditation, doing the best job I can mm-hmm. to be able to first put out a good product, but then also do it in the name of something I care about just as much. Right, be it Quantum Leap or God. Right. And hopefully one analogy there. Right. And hopefully one day you get to leap home. Exactly. Although while Sam never left home, I don't know that I would want to stop brewing and I can always (laughs) remarathon. That's true. (laughs) So I I think what's what's kind of funny about this, I mean, like you had said, the you know, a lot of these breweries have been brewing beer for a very long time. Back like eight hundred. 
Right. Well, 1100. The, the rule of St. Benedict was written uh, and remains to this day. The reason why the monks brew and sell beer was written in the year 530. Yep. That's when St. Benedict was around. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. This, so. this first little taste of stuff that I'm, we're going to try. Uh, this is from Trepi Dali Trefontaine. It's Italian. My Italian is terrible, but it means the three fountains. One of their monasteries on their plot, there's three, three fountains. There's a story about that. One of their monasteries dates back to 626. Wow. Let me run down the list real quick, and then we'll try our first tasting, mm -hmm. and then we'll okay. get into some more information. All right? Sound good? Yeah, yeah. All right. So there are six Trappist monasteries in Belgium. Chimay, we mentioned, uh, West Mall, West Flatron, uh, Rochefort, Orval, and Achelle. Mm-hmm. There are two in the Netherlands, La Trappe and Stift Ingressel. There's one in Italy, which is one of the newer ones. Yeah, that's the... the Trefontaine, the, the Three Fountains. Right. That happened after our first recording. Yes. There is one in the U.S., which is St. Joseph's, and they are in Spencer, Massachusetts, and they make the Spencer Trappist Ale. There are two that are considered Trappist monasteries that brew beer, but they can't get the labels. And that is Mont de Cats in France and Cerviza Sardana, and that is in Spain. They don't brew on premises. The other one doesn't brew on premises, but it's actually brewed by Chimay Monastery. Mm. But again, it's not on their oh, premises, yeah. so they can't get the label. But their beer is still made by Chimay right. for them. But if it's not on site, then it is an Abbey Right. Yeah. And then uh, the brand newest one that I just found out about a few months ago just got their label in 2018. They've been brewing beer since 2013, 2014, but they weren't doing it full steam, trying to sell it for the, the Abbey and everything. And they finally got their label. Uh, and that one is in England, and that is Mount St. Bernard. And they make one beer so far, and it's an English ale, uh, and it's called Tint Meadows. And I really wish you would have gotten that one, Joe. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so the place, I'm just trying to make you feel bad, so that's the, all. The place that I got Three Fountain from is the same place that we're the West Flatter from in our previous Trappist episode. They weren't carrying the English one when I had ordered the Three Fountains. Mm -hmm. Two weeks after when I got the... Three Fountain stuff, guess what they started carrying on their website? The English one. And it takes like two weeks for it to show up. Right. And it, even though the bottle is like seven bucks, shipping is 50 bucks for that little bottle. That is insane. Yeah. So this bottle of this and then 22 of the Three Fountains that I got were about 20 some bucks. Right. Shipping was 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Lord. So, you know, it's worth it to, to try something that I've never had before. Mm -hmm. But if I would have waited, <laughs> I could have got a $7 bottle and the same shipping cost. Yeah. So, eh. All right. So what is this that you have before us? This is a Trappist Malort. Oh. <laughs> Roughly, <laughs> yes. Oh. So this is Three Fountains. They make, here's what they, a list of stuff that Three Fountains Monastery makes. And there are three monasteries on their grounds. They make honey from their own apiaries. They make olive oil from the olive plants, the olive trees they have growing on the property. Right. They make chocolates, they make fondant, and they make liquor as well as beer. Right. And this liquor, it dates back to the 1800s. Mm -hmm. And it is an aperitif, uh, but the story behind this is that when the monastery was first started being built back in 
626, the first one, uh, they started growing eucalyptus. Oh, okay. So this main ingredient is eucalyptus. Oh. But, huh, yeah. isn't that toxic to humans? Mm, yes and no, maybe so. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> I'm in. So, Patrick, I just wanted to mention, did you did you hear that, uh, since you had mentioned Malort, did you actually hear that the they're not going to be brewing it, or not brewing it, I guess, distilling it anymore in Florida? They're, really? Yeah, they're actually moving the Malort factory back to Chicago. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so for the first time in like 20-some years or whatever it is. Wow. Yeah, Malort's going to be brewed back in Chicago. It's yeah, Back in its home. The only, Yeah, the only place <laughs> where people drink yeah. it. <laughs> it's kind of like with Baltimore not having a National Bow brewery. So no. Guinness comes in and brews a bow-like beer right. mm. to compete with it and basically saying, yeah, we're Guinness, but we actually make it here. Yeah. 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 So let me run down. This is the ingredients list, uh, just some of the ingredients. I'm not going to go through all of them. Coffee, coriander seeds, fennel seeds, chamomile, melissa, angelica, elderflower, cardamom, geranium feathers. Geranium feathers? I don't, I don't even know what that is. Flower. Yeah, geranium that's a flower. That's a flower. As far as I They're know, it's not a bird. They're just making things up. <laughs> right. Uh, now, and who's well, Melissa. <laughs> uh, nutmeg, black pepper, anus, aloe of the head. I'm going to ask you to back up. What? Anus. Uh-huh. I say anus. Just, okay. It's funny. That's what it tastes like. It does. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know what aloe of the head is. This is Google Translate, by the way. Okay. Because I can't okay. read Italian. Aloe of, aloe the, of head. the head and anus are in this. <laughs> I feel like... We're in trouble. All right. Well, so is, you, th- is this going to make sh- us super horny? Probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's also vanilla and camphor. Oh, yeah. Well, camphor always. Well, very much right. like you know, like Malort. I mean, an aperitif. The idea is that it gets your salivary glands going, which has a tendency to make for bitter cocktails, right? Right. But this smells way better than Malort. Yeah. I don't know. It, well, does, it doesn't yeah, smell cheers. horrible. We'll give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Little sipper, sipper. Yep, yep, yep. Get it going. Hmm. Yep. Woo, that's really freaking sweet. Oh, that is very sweet. I drank Man, the whole no, thing, you guys. I didn't mean to, but I drank the no, whole you're, thing. No, you're fine. No oh, cinnamon no, there's, in there? Yeah. yeah, we have there's it's cinnamon. A, oh. Okay, that's what I get. There's cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon all up in my nose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stays. glad I taste the cinnamon more than the anus. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's always a good call. <laughs> <laughs> you, Selective taste buds over here. Are you choking Holy on hell. the anus? I don't. Ooh, it's like hot honey. I don't know, you guys. <laughs> That's, that was, I, mean, I actually like this. Kind of reminds me of the honey liquor they have at the Lithuanian Hall. Oh, That's yeah, exactly what yes. it is. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what yes. it tastes uh, like. I've got that in my so, some of that in my house. Savetka, oh, nice. yeah. yeah. Sevetka? Hmm? Ice Sevetka. Ice Sevetka. Yeah, ice. that's what John Waters spilt on me and insisted on buying me another one. I was like, you did me a favor, John. He's like, no, I have to get you another one. I feel so bad. <laughs> it's actually it's spot on. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it's homophobic, but it's just the what name the sounds like. <laughs> the name of this stuff is actually uh, called Virchus. Virchus, Ice Sevetka yes. is the, is yeah. the traditional the cheers. Ah, yeah. understood. Mm. Yeah, I've got a big old bottle of uh, Virchus, which um, coming back around Lithuanian festival uh, on, I believe, Mother's Day weekend mm-hmm. this year. I think so. So if you guys want to go, I'm going to be bringing my mom. Snap, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom and pierogies, I'm down. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to eat first. <laughs> oh, that's stu- oh, that's real oh, stupid, oh, Chris. <laughs> I'm real sorry, man. <laughs> You know, I get some. I get some of this beer up. You know, me. she listens to this. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's talk about the three fountains real quick. Oh, that is hot. 
Yeah, here's the thing about this. Yeah. Like it's, it's living in I my don't mouth. Know, yeah. I don't know what yeah. it's going on, but I, it's weird that I don't. I don't really like it, but I want more of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is that? It's 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 left like a film of like <laughs> weird nostalgia. Like I'm not sure. Like like Flight of the Navigator. I'm not sure mm. if it's actually a good movie or if right. I remember it well. I own it's it. Like if you want to borrow it, it's it's okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's Temple of Doom is what it is. Okay. Like I will, yeah. I'll yeah. keep on watching it and knowing that it's not good. And every right. time you're like, I like it less and less the more I watch it, but I keep wanting to be nostalgic for it because yeah. that film is left yeah. in your mouth. I'm you know what I think it is? It. I think it's because when you taste it, it's not real good because it's uh it's just so strong, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, in all mm-hmm. the flavors. But once you're past like that two or three seconds. Of of getting it down and swallowing it, the aftertaste is very good. Yeah, like yeah. once yeah. the sugar has left, you're tasting yeah, you're the just, rest of it. If you're just yeah. sipping yeah. on it, it's it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. Now right. you're, you're we're we're drinking this room temperature. Is that how one would usually consume? I could not find a version of preferred ways okay. of doing that. There mm-hmm. are for the Trappist beers. There okay. are many. West Flatter and has a whole list of things you should do with their beer. I see. Um, but for this stuff, I couldn't find room temperature, cold, whatever. So take your pick, really. Fair enough. So this comes from Abiza del Tre Fontaine. That's the Abbey of the Three Fountains, Rome, Italy. So the Roman Catholic legend says that the Apostle Paul was beheaded by the Emperor Nero on his orders. Right? You guys mm-hmm. heard of that? Sure. Yep. <laughs> Paul formerly Saul. Yeah. Ringo, Mark, yeah. Paul, Paul, all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that Pete Best was an apostle. I don't know. He could have been. <laughs> Stu Sutcliffe? Yeah. He was, yeah. He definitely was. Okay, so when he was beheaded, uh, his dislocated head that was removed from his body mm-hmm. uh, bounced and struck the earth in three different places. And those spots where the, the head had bounced and hit the earth up sprung the crude. No, it was, it was spring water. So no, spring water. And that's uh, where no. the churches decided to start building up in that area. Sounds uh They started sound... building up in that area because a man was decapitated and his head a... struck the ground three times and spring water came up. Well in of that... all the things the Catholic Church is trying to feed us. I, I'm, you know, now it's a holy spot. And oh, right. it's a miracle because the water came up because the dude's head, you know. Sure. This is how it goes. And these, these churches sprung exactly. up a, a, a bit after the fact. It's Think of it as Catholicism expanded universe. Oh, I see. So this yeah. is like New Earth Catholicism. Right. This isn't like the original. Like, this isn't like the original. You know, Gospels, which were already written after Jesus died. Right. This is Catholicism, <clears> like. Many times removed, like next gen and next reboot. No, I see what that. you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when um, when Darth Maul got the black saber. Right, right. Yeah. Now I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with right. you. You need to speak in terms that I understand. Yeah, or else I'm going to get lost. Uh, yeah, Catholicism discovery. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Now yeah. we understand. All right. Okay, so the, there were three churches, three abbeys built on that location. The first being built in the fourth and fifth century. God damn, this hat, this head had some bounce to it. Yeah. Like the three different buildings? Well, it, it, three there's three fountain areas. Like and perpetual they... motion machine, this fucking head. <laughs> that well, is a know. lot of bounce for a skull. It has to cover so much area. No, Cause... not really. I mean, if it, if he's on a, you know, some sort of head chopping block device yeah. and it falls, it's going to boom, boom, boom. Right, but three bounces 
a building's length apart. No, well, I don't think that's technically okay, how I, it works. Yeah, no. I understand. Like, I understand the concern. Right. But yes. Right. Oh, maybe they're, maybe they're all up there, three down the side of a mountain. So it was <laughs> maybe gaining heads, momentum. Heads really rolled. You know when they were cut yeah. off, well, they kind of plop. And, and, you maybe know, periodically it would hit a rock and skip, and, woo, jump, bounce, fountain. Roll, mm. roll, roll, rock, right, right, skip, right. jump, bounce. Not down. to mention, sure. this happened in Italy, and we know how how popular football is there. So maybe it was being juggled mm-hmm. by people's legs mm-hmm. as it was mm-hmm. trying to make its way towards the earth and being interrupted. It's possible. A pass it to me. It's the head of Paul, the apostle. <laughs> right. So there is the Santa Maria Scala. There is the Church of St. Paul, the apostle. And then there is the Church of St. Vincent and St. Anastasia. I guess they combined the names to the one church. And that's the one that dates back to 626. So Joe is over there pouring. I'm very happy. We just had the aperitif. Uh, got my salivary glands going, you know, right under the tongue. That's where I go. Ah, mm-hmm. Goodness. That's a good puddle. Yeah. yeah. That was yep. Yep. Good puddle. <laughs> so, uh, but Joe... Uh, re- remember when we did the the black episode? Yes, where we talked about uh, just all things about the color black. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting is uh, it kind of tied into this episode. Uh, I have this timeline here, and uh, like a hundred, five hundred and fifty years after uh, Saint Benedict had written the rule, right? Uh, in 1098, the Order of the Cistercians is founded. Mm-hmm. Now, the Benedictines were the ones that wore black. Right. The Cistercians are the ones that wear the all white. And uh, they actually had a stricter set of rules than, than the Benedictines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're all still Trappist monks. They all still do the same thing. So right. I'm going to pepper in a little bit of this timeline as we go through sure. and taste these tasty beverages. Sure. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we had the appetitif from... Uh, Tre Fontaine, Three Fountains. This is the beer that they make. Mm-hmm. It's a bottle around. Here we Check go. Check it out. Are, are we drinking from the bottle? I've got two Spencer glasses, a Chimay and a, a Corsendonk. What do you want? Mm. Chimay, Corsendonk? Yep. The chalice. You want the chalice? Yep, I'll take the chalice. <laughs> Joe, is this, a, is this a, a lager? No. Oh, you know what? The bottle is... Uh... Is got a little bit. The bottle is uh, not a dark bottle. Mm-hmm. As I'm looking at it, it's got that. Um, it's a green bottle. It's a green bottle. So green bottled beers have yeah. a tendency to yeah. skunk a little. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so I was worried about that too because once I saw, it, I was like, "Oh man!" Right. Green bottles. Mm. And this has very specific in- instructions to serve between 10 degrees Celsius and 12 degrees Celsius. Right. And the first ingredient. That they have listed is aqua. What the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, they they had the God damn single Italian. Barbie girl. Oh, is yeah. that what it is? Okay. Come on, Barbie. Let's go ha, party. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so, but I'm definitely, I'm smelling just off of it already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm smelling some skunk. It's yeah. a little a yeasty. Of, a hint, I, I a hint of uh, bottled Heineken. Right. Yes. Yep. It smells yeah. Like yeah. Heine. It smells like Heine. Yeah. Heineken, specifically. <laughs> Back to that like anus. That. No Fine anus in this one. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's it's something to do with the it's it's, it's not UV. it being old. No, 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 it's it's light impregnation with the right. glass. It, it, it's so what happens is is the the light goes is able to go through the bottle, and since mm-hmm. it doesn't block as much light as the brown bottles, mm-hmm. it actually creates a problem with the hops, where the hops will start to change uh, the its chemical makeup and give that smell because the so, ultraviolet radiation, y- right? Yeah. And uh, like especially beers like Corona and mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, with a completely clear bottle, they get it the worst, man. You can right. actually have like a, a 
you ever, you ever get Coronas in those boxes? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I don't get Corona. Okay. Have you ever <laughs> been on the beach and someone else has Corona yes. and they hand it to you? Yep. If it's in that box, it's actually pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. But you, as you're drinking it, it's funny. You're out in the sun and you've got it popped and you're drinking it. You throw the lime into it. And as you're drinking it, you can actually taste it get more skunky mm-hmm. as it gets to mm-hmm. the bottom because the sunlight that. changes it. Let me ask you this because I don't, I don't know um, anything. <laughs> I kind of... Pilsners tend to come in a green bottle. No, some do. It depends some on do, yeah. where they're from. Okay. I'm just not, I'm not the hugest fan of pilsners, but right. this smells so much like a pilsner. I'm yeah, wondering it's, if it's yeah. psychosomatic it's, because it's because of a, a lot bottle. of the pilsners you have had out of clearer bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of pilsners now come in cans, and I because actually quite that. like that. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're right. so much better in a can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. keeps that right. light away. And yeah. and I've tasted this already, mm-hmm. and it does not taste that. That's skunky. Right, it's just right. kind of on okay. the nose. Okay. Well, it's, and the, it's pretty good. This is also a Belgian style bottle, so it's extra thick, super heavy duty for the the higher carbonation. It is based <laughs> on a triple, a tripel. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it it should be a little bit more heavy duty than a pilsner. Yeah, it is a little more heavy. It it's got that kind of I, I don't orange. know the word for it, but it's kind of a powderiness that like Stella has. Right. Well, mm-hmm. again, another pilsner. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what's weird is it doesn't. If this makes any sense, it doesn't taste the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Right. I expected t- something kind of thick, kind of rich, but right. it's actually quite light. Yeah. 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 Citrusy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is a good like summer afternoon porch kind of. Right. It's yeah. bright. Yeah. Yeah. It is very yeah. bright. Yeah. It's 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 really bright. I I, I like it a lot. At and eight point five percent alcohol. It's super I mean, bright. You don't, you're mm. not tasting any of that either. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. No, it tastes very light. It That would knock me back if I didn't know what you had just told me. Yeah. I w- I'd be having them all afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm going to go get a refill. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Someone right. help me. So, funny story. He's asleep in the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Uh, so, this past weekend, me and my lovely lady went, run some errands, and we went up north 95, and there's a liquor store up there. They sometimes will have some weird stuff. So I went up there specifically looking for just any random Trappist beer I could bring for tonight. Guess what they started selling? Boop. Yeah, really? The yes. stuff you had to order. Yes. Right. It's so, oh boy. And it's where? It's, uh, I think it's called Wine World. It's hmm. 95 North. You know where the Wegmans is up there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, instead of going no to Wegmans. shit. You go uh, that away to where the Target is, right? And it's right there. That's right, right next to the Chick Fil A, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, they, they don't place. have twenty twos; they have a regular eleven point five ounce bottles, but they now carry it. Right on. I'd like to say also that this is only the second Italian beer that I've ever had. Really? Yeah, right behind Peroni. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, I had Peroni and I had this, and that, <laughs> so that's it. I've never had beer Moretti. No. Oh. No. Uh, hmm. where, where Could you tell me about it? Oh, Says, yeah. Well, he played for the Colts. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He, um, he, he made a very famous malt liquor. No, beer right. It's, um, it's basically like the, the natty bow of Italian beers. It oh, comes yeah. in tall boys. Mm. Oh, okay. No, I've never just had like, it. It's just, yeah, it's just a beer beer. There's a, I think there's a, if I'm not mistaken, there's a man on it with a giant mustache. It sounds mm. It's like mm-hmm. super Italian. Oh, my so God. So what do you guys think is. of the Three Fountains? It is tasty. Yeah, so much. Yeah. Um, like I said, this right would now. be one I would absolutely relax to mm-hmm. um, on a summer night. I wouldn't mow the lawn to it because definitely we'd get dehydrated. Yeah, and but, run your foot over or something. Yeah, but yeah. as the you know sun's coming down, I'm going to have one and then just kind of zone out and watch TV. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. The, the first one you poured us, we got a very – it was very sparing. 
we just took a little sip. This you gave us a few swallows, and I gotta say, I've had a couple sips already, and mm-hmm. like the eyes are getting water. I can feel the eyes filling up with fluid. Mm. Okay. Yep. My the, there's some numbness happening mm-hmm. in the face. I don't know. It's really good. Eight point five percent. Eight point five percent. Yeah. So this is like a whole six pack of natty bows to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I, but you know, I have every day. I'm so just I saying. I don't know why it's bothering me. They're like maybe because I had two of them before I got here. Oh <laughs> man. Why does my car only have two cup holders? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, just a couple of dates I'm going to pepper in and throw in here. Uh, Although there are actually figs. You corrected me earlier. They're not dates. They're figs. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, because you were (laughs) like, are those figs, do they have, uh, are they uh, pitted? And I was like, figs have tiny little teeny ones that are like, uh, it's like caviar inside. Seeds. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I know, and the last one said coriander seeds, but coriander is the seed. And it grows into, um, what does it grow well, into? Well, I know, but other people do, instead of calling it cilantro, they, right. call, they just call the entire plant coriander. Oh, right. Get we're the, the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, we're the only people that call it yeah. Stop it. cilantro and coriander. Yep. Yeah. And do you know what the British call uh, call arugula? Uh, I Lift. don't. Rocket? Rocket. Mm-hmm. What? what the fuck is that? <laughs> I think they're just messing with us at this Probably. point. Probably. So do they call it arugula raccoon? <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Who goes yes. nerd crap yeah, again? Yeah, it was really More messed up when I'm watching. Uh, what, what was the what's the the Great British Bake Off? And they're talking about aubergine, and I'm like, what the hell is aubergine? <laughs> yeah, what did aubergine? I had to look that up. What it's eggplant? Eggplant yeah. is aubergine. I thought that was the guy from Sun or uh, Benson and Deep <laughs> Space Nine. Wait, I thought it was the stuff no. put in, in milk. <laughs> no, that's Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, okay, the Dakota Ring. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. Sorry. No. It's Continue. O- aubergine is uh, is the is uh, is what they call eggplant. Yeah. So okay. I don't even understand. That. No, it was. That, no, Aubergine, he was the original Father Mulcahy in the in the movie. In the oh, MASH movie. That was right. Ober, that was Aubergine. That was, that was Renee Aubergine. <laughs> Ray Aubergine. <laughs> Hello, Curioso fans. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if Chris and Joe didn't put all of their hard work into researching the topics for this show? Hi, I'm John Bennett. And I'm Patrick Stork. And we are the hosts of Expert of Nothing. A live game show where we bring six contestants up to to talk about a pre-selected topic. And also to flash a topic that they have no idea what it will be. A completely unscripted debate. By experts making it up right on the spot. It's sort of like a bar argument meets TED Talks. More facts than a Texas textbook. You can get our podcast every two weeks on the Peak Slot Network. You can get our live shows every month at the wind-up space. Alternative facts? We got them. We invented them. Joe, it looks like uh, you went to the back room for a second. and I did. Uh, I see an Orval over there. <laughs> I do. Uh, the Orval, one of my favorite, mm-hmm. absolute favorite. It's also one of the only uh, beers that has, uh, oh, what is it? What is the name of the the bacteria? Lactobacillus, Britannomyces. No, it, Britannomyces. Yes. It's, it's got wild Britannomyces yes, yeast it into it. Uh, so the order of the Cistercians, like I was talking about, uh, 1132, Cistercian monks resurrected the Orval Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they so they basically they took it back over from the Benedictines uh, and uh, rec- you know basically recreated it and started it. So they've been brewing beer since uh, 1132. Yeah. There is a Trappist monastery that just makes brewer's yeast for Trappist monasteries. Yeah. And that is distributed by Trappistines of Our Lady of Clareland Priory, K L A A R L A N D. 
and that's all they make. But they're a Trappist monastery. They make yeast. Right. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's uh, instead of getting it from White Labs, they're getting it from <laughs> right, another right, exactly. monastery. Yeah. So I have an Orval and a Latrap, and this is the Isidore. Uh, it's really really good. And Orval, which one do you guys want first? Orval. Uh, yeah. yeah. Orval. <laughs> you guys are going for the Orval. I love the Orval, the portly bottle. Oh, the teardrop bottle? Yeah. yeah. The only problem is, is... It is nice. It looks like a uh, orangina. <laughs> yeah. It's got the same kind of shape. The only problem is, is if you're trying to... Like, if you go to one of those places where you can get six... Like, pick a six. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The Orval bottle never fits in anything. Uh, oh, yes. oh, yeah. So, it's like the little short Le Chouf bottles. Right. They don't fit in anything. Yeah. You try to stuff them in. You're just... You're Le breaking the, the cardboard... You know, wasn't Lashouf? Wasn't that Maz Mickelson when he uh, beat <laughs> James Bond in the balls? <laughs> I think that was his name, Pat. I think it was. It was it? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Such a great up. scene. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, I was going to ask uh, because the first time we did this, uh, we saved the the wart from the bottom of the bottle. If if these even have that, they do. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's it, they're yeah. all bottle conditioned, so they all have yeast in the bottle. Oh, right mm-hmm. on, right on. Yeah. So it's the bottle conditioning uh, again for those who haven't listened to the original. Oh, I, I was going to let you. I was going <laughs> to let you. Oh, no, no. Here we you, go. I, I will screw it up because you actually do brewing, and I was going to be talking out of my ass. <laughs> okay. But all right. So um, when you bottle condition. Uh, the yeast that's left left over from the brewing process, is, there's enough in there in in suspension that mm-hmm. you can add a little bit of sugar to the bottle, mm-hmm. or you can add it to the big batch, you know, quickly and then quickly bottle it. And once you cap it, uh, the you know it's contained. So right. and the it, remaining yeast that's in the bottle will eat that new sugar you just introduced and cause carbonation. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of using a like a mechanical method where you would push. Uh, like kegging and push CO2. carbonation into it, CO2 into, into it, uh, you're naturally causing carbonation. So right. consequently, when that happens, you get a little bit of yeast uh, that's typically down around the bottom of the bottle because when you put it in the fridge, uh, it works as like a cold crash. It, it has a tendency to sit and float at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. So you can actually mix that up with a little bit of water again and pour it in and, and, and create like a starter where you would add, you know, some more wort to it and you can create, uh, you know, living yeast from that because right. they'll, they'll multiply yep. much like all cells and life. Yep. They will start to repropagate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beer mm-hmm. is life. Mm-hmm. Beer is life. So, so yeah, because uh, uh, I know we had done that for the first go around where we had combined a bunch of them. We'll come back to that. Right. Um, <laughs> but I know that, you know, certain beers will actually age better than others because of this. Some beers, you know, once they sit, they start to skunk depending on the light. Right. But right. there's stuff like barley wines and stuff yeah, like that. Bigger uh, beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if, it, if it's got like a, a lot of. A lot of alcohol, a lot of sugar, and a lot of hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a tendency to last a lot longer because you have like natural antibiotics in it. Right. Yeah. Most of these Trappist beers that we, the triples, the doubles, they say specifically they are great for aging. West mm-hmm. Flattern is one of the ones that they can sit in a cellar for 10 years and come out being fantastic. Yeah. So as right. long as it's a stable environment, no super crazy heat changes, and no excess light. Mm-hmm. They'll be perfect. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why they sell uh, doubles and triples. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they Because it's not necessarily triple the strength, double, no. double the strength. Right. Uh, but they, they also sell ankles. An mm-hmm. ankle is is a single. 
right? right? So that's basically a very low level beer. It doesn't have a ton of sugar in it. That's usually what the entire Abbey drinks. It's, that's, yeah, it's their table beer. That's like, yeah, they're, they're get right. through the day, not their end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, right. and then your, your double is like the next step up and that's really what they sell to like the general public. Mm-hmm. And that's usually like a, around like a, like a six, six and a half percent. Yeah. It's a social and, you know, beer. But, right. Yeah. yeah. And then your, your Trapel usually is around like an eight percent, but it also has like a different profile. It's, yeah. it's usually a little lighter, a little bit more hoppy as where the double they use, uh, typically use a lot more candied sugars and things candy like that. sugar and, you know, um, like darker grains typically right. like, you know, uh, and the candy sugar, actually, that was, uh, that was another thing that, 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 you know, they didn't start off with that. Right. That actually came around a little bit later on. So yeah, that was actually in 1990. Uh, I'm sorry, 1922, excuse me, not 1992, uh, West Mall began using a dark sugar syrup, also known as candy sugar, uh, and they used it specifically in the Dubel to make a stronger beer without bloating its body. So they're trying to make it stronger so they can, you know, it can keep it for a little bit longer. Right. But uh, if you don't add, if you add this kind of candy sugar, which is basically just like caramel, if you really think about it. Molasses. Yeah. 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 So you're adding that to it. So you're you're creating a bit of a stronger beer. It'll last a little bit longer. You'll have a better time when you're drinking it. But <laughs> uh, but you're you're not adding uh, more starches to right, it, where it's right. going to like create the like a thicker body. It'd be a syrup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Syrup beer. Which is why like it's kind of surprising most of the, of the time when you're drinking, you know these these Trappist beers. You know, you you think it's going to be a lot thicker, a lot stronger. You're going to mm-hmm. be drinking like kind of. It's going to look stouty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. But we're also living in like peop- a world where people have IPA'd the living hell out of things. Where yeah, you know, a more expensive beer is just going to be hop, 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 and like right. it's going to be, or you're going to get a lot of extra notes and flavors that are just you know this was brewed from peanut butter cups and jasmine or like you know <laughs> just some terrible, sort of by the way. oh absolutely <laughs> but like there's some breweries that are just going to throw anything at it right i mean there's old bay beers there's right. you know blood orange beers people are throwing heavy flavor at stuff to try and make it stand out whereas these are letting the beer speak for itself right mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of that you know, it's just kind of like gimmicks, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, but, but I mean, this, this was in 1922, they started adding this candy sugar right. and that was, that it was like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of that is because, I mean, a lot of the monasteries have their own apiaries, like I said before. Right. So Connor Chauvin, uh, Lillibosch is a Trappist monastery that makes wine mm-hmm. and they also produce honey. I wasn't able to find any other wine, but it, they use their honey and, and stuff like that. Sardinia. The, the Spanish one, the mm-hmm. Spanish monastery, they have honey. Trefontaine and St. Bernard all have their own bees. They all make right. their own honey. Mm. So it's also, if they can find another sugar substitute, they'll use that in their beer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, you still want to kind of, they, they still like cook it, the mm-hmm. candy sugar. They kind of cook it to make it a little bit darker. Yeah. You know, and add that mm-hmm. kind of like. The Maillard reaction. Yeah. To caramelize and you're, it. Yeah. You're adding uh, extra flavor to mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. Lars, what are you what are you thinking about the Orvala there? I cannot taste it. What? 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 Do you taste this, Pat? I can't taste yeah. it. <clears throat> Give it a smell. Do you taste like a little bit of like, kind of like funk? You got to roll it around your mouth. When you smell, when you it smell is. it, it's got a little bit of like. Um, kind of like a little bit of like barnyard sort of flavor to it. That's the Britannomyces. Yeah, oh, little horse blanket. Yep, horse blanket. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the yeah. word. 
<laughs> it, it is. It's a little gamey. No, but it's like, it's like, like in a hay. good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like the smell of hay or something. But it's like so that. everything everything that I taste about it is so subtle mm-hmm. that it right. like it's just it just tastes like cold goodness. But I <laughs> yeah. can't yeah. put my finger really on anything. But horse blanket, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. It's kind of musty. Yeah. Yeah, like when you go into <laughs> um just so your listeners <laughs> can put it to if you've been to a state fair yes. and you walk into the room where they're judging all the animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not where they keep them. You're not smelling manure. Don't no, no, not at that. all. Not at all. It's where they're this being shown. The, right. They've been cleaned up. It's yeah. the musky odor of a barn. Right. Yeah, and it's it's all very mild. Like this I would basically have with a meal. Like the beer itself, I'm not gonna have for the flavor, but if I'm having it with like a really flavorful burger. This would be the perfect thing between bites, so that I like, I cleanse and then right. taste every bite mm-hmm. fresh. And you definitely, mm-hmm. I think you really want to have this one cold. I, oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to have this yeah. warm. I think that would smell like that would taste like sweat. I've tried <laughs> so in the few years after our our first Trappist foray, I have tried a handful of these beers warm just to see what it was like. Mm-hmm. So I mean, because you can get a lot of them. Pretty easily sure. now. Chimay is, like I said, you can find mm-hmm. it everywhere. Uh, West Mall, Chimay, um, and there's a handful of other ones you can just find all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I've tried a handful just room temperature to see oh, what it's the like. sacrifices you make for this show. Well, West Flattern, they suggest that they're, they're West Flattern 8, uh-huh. you serve room temperature. Mm-hmm. But they're 12, they want it at a certain degree of, of coldness. You can mm-hmm. serve it warm, okay, but it's better cold. They should try and like put on the side of the bottle some sort of a train that shows up when the beer is cold enough. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, that. Yeah. Do you with 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 the Orval here, do you get a little bit of like floral when you when you taste it too? Yeah, all all yeah. Trappist, I always get that there's like a hint of floral and a bit of sort of figgy raisinness in the right. background. That's the candy sugar. Yeah, that does it's, that. it's but the, always in there. I think the floral, that might be the pretendomyces are yeah. just kind of adding that. So, yeah. But they, I mean, the yeast could do that too. Oh yeah, so, yeah definitely. But yeah. Maybe maybe it was those 18 Natty Bows I had before I got here, but I'm you having a really two. hard time. You said two. Oh, did I? Yeah. Did I say two six-packs? It might have been three. <laughs> That's zero six-packs. Yeah, I'm just having a hard time figuring this one out. I, I'm really, really enjoying it because I don't like, I tend to not like beers with strong flavors because yeah, right. I just like them to taste like beer uh-huh. and um, and be uncomplicated. So do you think this one is strong or, because I feel like you said it was subtle earlier. Very, very subtle. Yeah. Like so subtle. The flavors are subtle, but what's the percentage on this? 6.9. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's for, not super high. For the genre, low. For the average beer, a little above average. A little double. Yeah. An yeah. extra percentage. Not double. But, yeah. ha- you know, extra point. going to your yeast thing. So these are two honey hopped bracket wine things that I made. Right. Two different styles of yeast, two completely different flavors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it works. Like you can put in the same exact ingredients and change one and yeah, you can change the, yeah. the, the, the yeast time. will completely change a flavor profile. It's, that, it's bizarre. That's weird. That last sip. My very last sip of that glass, I could get those floral notes that you were just right. talking about. Because no it warmed up a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that's what it was? Oh, yep. God, yeah. If you yeah. just let it stir and warm it up, get the it'll fuck change out the flavors. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's, I mean, you know, there's so many people that are all about wine and wine tasting. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, well, you can get, 
you know, the astringency. You can get yep. the, you know, you can get the, um, the, the tannins mm-hmm. and, you know, you have, you know, all different kinds of stuff that you can get with wine, like fruitiness and this and that. Absolutely. But I, to me, like, like, you know, people think of beer and they're just like, oh, you know, you have, yeah, we have both kinds of beer on tap, mm-hmm. uh, Bud and Bud Light, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. But, you know, but now with the craft brewery scene, you know, you have, you know, so many different flavors, but. But when you're just talking about regular beer that you, you know, change the yeast on, you can, you can get so, it's, it's, you can have so much better complex beer, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, I just, I, I've, I've always been like a beer drinker, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure, and I, sure. I just, Absolutely. I just really like, I've been brewing since I was like, I don't know, I think I was like 19 or 20 when I got my very first like homebrew kit. Mm-hmm. Of course, I put way too much sugar in it and I basically made it taste like, uh, Basically came out uh, kind of like Steel Reserve. Okay. Oh yeah. boy. Oh. Yeah. So I just wound up like mm, Steel giving all the two liters that I filled up to all the punk rockers that I was friends yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, uh, was... yeah. Because they it was terrible, but it got you fucked up. Yeah. The so buttery filling goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that is? The uh, the butteriness. I don't. So uh, butteriness has a t- it, so specifically lagers have a butteriness to it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's a flavor compound. Diacetyl. It's diacetyl, and mm. diacetyl is actually used to make the butter flavoring for popcorn. Yep. In the get the fuck in the late, out of here. In the late sixties and early seventies, factory workers who were first starting to make at home butter popcorn in those little packages. We're getting something called popcorn lung because they were breathing in mm-hmm. heavy amounts of diacetyl. And it ruptures the corpuscles in your lungs and causes little holes, which you can't, they won't fix. Yeah, so that's what that popcorn lung thing is. But diacetyl, uh, they specifically in lagers, uh, even though you're supposed to lager your beers very cold, you know, cold because lager yeast likes to lager cold, it has a tendency to leave diacetyl in the, in the lager. Which is why you have to do like a diacetyl rest, and basically you bring it up to a higher temperature, mm-hmm. and that yeast will start eating its own byproduct. It'll start eating that diacetyl and making other flavor compounds. Uh, which is why you—that's you know just how you work with you know lager beers. You bring them up to a to higher temperature. You've been listening to the Curioso podcast where you actually <laughs> learn things, <laughs> and these men just—they weren't. Listen, you guys. They've been reading a lot of stuff off of notes they've taken, which is already impressive to me. But then this knowledge just came out of their brains just now. <laughs> it just happened. It just dropped right out of their mouths with no notes. I'm just now like that opened up so many things because I remember there was one year where uh, Brooklyn Brewing, uh-huh. mm-hmm. their Oktoberfest, it was in very short supply because apparently there was a problem with the batch. Right. That's all like anyone had heard. And so, like, a lot of the bars basically got a couple cases, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I generally like their Oktoberfest, so I, I got one, and I was like... A nice Oktoberfest being a nice lager, lager beer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you and, have a tendency to make around, or before October, so it comes out mm-hmm. for October. Yeah. Right. And I generally liked theirs, and that year, I got one, I'm, and within the first sip, I'm like this is so much better and I don't know why. And by halfway down the bottle, I realized it tasted like I was drinking melted butter turned into a beer (laughs) in all the best ways. Really? It was all of the best flavors of both. And I 
did not drink anything else until basically everyone had ran out. Right. Like I, I'd go to the bar. I'm like, do you have Brooklyn October? Okay, good. And like I obsessed over it for that entire season because it was basically a melted butter beer. Yeah. <laughs> and then the following year it came out. I'm like, it's not. As oh, good. This is just an Oktoberfest. I mean, was it so hard to find because it was melted beer? Oh no, it was a like there was something wrong with the batch. Mm. Oh right, yes. But yeah, so maybe it was something with the well, the, you, you the temperature might, regulation, and that, you might yeah. just like that. You might just like that flavor. Oh, you I know. Some, too. Some people they have a <laughs> <laughs> you just like melted butter. Yeah, um, try people, a hot buttered rum. Very tasty. Oh, Super absolutely. Butter. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever I've had never... melted butter soup? <laughs> <laughs> you get Pat, a bowl. Pat, you that's just a... you just you're just drinking butter. <laughs> You put a spoon into a bowl full of butter. No, you just you crumble you some did. Ritz crackers in no, there. They're no. also very I, buttery I rich. To, sure, yeah, those are butter crackers. I think, here's the thing, Pat. <laughs> My cholesterol's high. It's, it's going to be bad. You're going to block things. <laughs> When I cut myself, it whistles. I remember <laughs> I came over and I said, oh, you're having a grilled cheese with some tomato soup. And I see you put some butter in the soup. That's cool. And you're like, no, this is butter. And you're just <laughs> dipping the fried cheese into it. There was no bread. You guys, there was no bread. He had fried cheese. And he's using it as a spoon to get this <laughs> melted butter into the mouth. I said, Pat, you're going to die. This is going to kill you. Only because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So next up, guys, we have one from uh, the Koningshoven Abbey. Oh, the Koningshoven. So that's La Trappe. Okay. That's, that's their beer. Uh, yeah, why can't they just name the beer after the Abbey so that we don't get confused? No, no, no. Most of them are named <laughs> after the location. So La okay. Trappe is the area. Oh, right. The Abbey right. is Koningshoven. Okay. So, yeah, like but they're naming it for their neighborhoods so that they're giving exactly. to the community and they're of the community. Exactly. Right. St. Joseph's is, that's the Abbey. They call their beer Spencer because they're in Spencer, Massachusetts. Right. Okay. I can do that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Joe. It still blows <laughs> yeah. my mind that there are monks in fucking Massachusetts. Yeah, dude. Mm. Yeah, there's, 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 there's more like Monksachusetts. <laughs> oh. All right. I'll see you guys later. But their their monastery was actually set up by Chimay and uh, West Mall. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're Belgian. Well, no, the, <laughs> not their their monastery, but to help them figure out how to brew oh, a better understood, beer, understood. they learn gotcha. from other Trappist monks. It's okay. kind of like when I get uh, phone calls or or you know like Facebook messages from people that are. Uh, they're like, hey, I'm about to start a new podcast. Uh, what mm. can you tell me about it? And I'm right. like, boy, I really suck at doing this, uh, but I will tell you everything that I can possibly tell you about it. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Which literally just happened this week. Yeah. I, I've got Did a that for real our, happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got no, a friend, a, a listener, who uh, who's talking about starting his own podcast. And I was like, hey, man, if you want to come on, do a crossover, you know what I mean? Promote I will help show, you out. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, but I don't, I, you know, I, 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 I trudged through putting the website up. You know what I mean? Like I like I trudged through it like it was a swamp, and I got it done. But you know what I mean? I I will tell you every little detail. You know, right, right. So and most of it I just hand over to Joe, and he makes beautiful podcast right, magic. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to give him your number. <laughs> no, don't do that. Do it. Yeah, give, kinda, give him. My, he's give gonna him be my busy number. with my board games. Though. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Apparently, <laughs> you know how hard it is to roll the gap uh, to edit the gaps out between dice rolls. 
Oh God, that'd be annoying. It's like That's where all the gold to... is in between rolls. Let's <laughs> trying to cut out all his ums and butts uh, and, um, uh, and your um. nose <laughs> and your nose. That's why we stopped doing expert at nothing for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. it happens. So we were actually talking about being able to get other monasteries on board. I know that a lot of people might, if you haven't listened to the original episode, be picturing the monks basically standing around in, you know, just like sackcloth with like a broom handle, like in a, <laughs> in a giant vat. That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. They're actually incredibly high tech. Yeah. 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 They're Shimei state and of West, the art. Shimei and Westmall, they are, it's like the most amazing breweries in the world. Like they're awesome. So they're not. They're not wearing sackcloth and they don't have if funny haircuts. No, I, no, I believe well, they, they actually are haircuts. still wearing like the traditional like clothes, but they're not okay. standing over like a like a like, like a, an open barrel. Oh, okay, yeah. understood. Like a right. wooden gigantic wooden barrel tub with like a like a wooden spoon. Mm. They, they actually have like the, they're checking you know, pressure gauges. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They have like the steel, yeah, you know, right what I mean, all the like steel brewing. Stuff yeah, and they that, actually you know, do like analysis on the actual beer itself through you know computer analysis and everything. No like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's fucking chemists is what yeah, they are. Pretty much. Uh, well, yeah. It's not against God to. You know, oh, science! Scientist. Science isn't against God. No, no, because I mean, are it, you sure? <laughs> okay, oh, I, I I fall back on this that um, well there are issues with the Catholic Church uh, that a are lot there? of. A lot what of the they? stances on science. Can you science explain them all no, to me? <laughs> this is not that podcast. Okay. That's a different episode. <laughs> Understood. But on this one, uh, the Vatican owns some of the most, uh, you know, impressive like telescopes outside yeah. of NASA. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are many within the Catholic Church that believe science is not an affront to God. Mm-hmm. Science is. The stuff God made, and if it's that much more complex, that's fascinating. God must be even cooler than we thought, because look at how this works out. Right. Right. Like, you know, metal broad sets. Okay, God made that. Whoa, God's awesome. Check this thing God did, right, too. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And so with bringing science to brewing, it is working with the will of God or however mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to be able, you know, to understand science is... To work towards your understanding of God Straight and the up. universe that he it's, created. It's just not so mysterious anymore. Right. right. Exactly. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 And so that's why science within the monasteries to make better beer is working towards the goal of, you know, making towards God, which was the second or third rule? Uh, first it was rule. in there. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's yeah. the second one. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. second rule. You just, yeah. you, you, it's, it's, it's. You still have to take time to praise. And in fact, sometimes during the workday, they will actually stop for like two hours and go and, and worship some and then mm-hmm. come back and finish mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. like the work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but scientific discovery is too many of them their form of praise. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and, you know, we stressed this on the last time that we did an episode about mm-hmm. about brewing, uh, about the Trappist beers, but they're they're we're enjoying the heck out of this beer right now. We're Absolutely. really enjoying it. But the the monks do not brew this beer for you. It, they do right. not brew it for me. Mm-hmm. They don't brew it for us. They're brewing this beer for God. They brew right. the beer for God? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They He's brew this dude. beer not to like catch yeah. on a trend. They're not trying to do like Trappist ice or uh, <laughs> oh, Trapparitas. Um, oh, they're making this beer to be the best <laughs> beer possible. So that it appeases, you know, if they were, 
if God was to come and sit down with them and say, let's have a beer, they want to make the best possible beer they can for God. And they want to make the best possible beer for God's followers who then give money back towards their mission of supporting the community. Yeah, it's a really cyclical way of life i think yeah you know i mean i'm not a not a big giant fan of religion itself nor i but i but I, it I, fascinates me oh yeah yeah and i definitely appreciate any sort of organization that can put that much time and effort and energy into right. something this delicious and i think it goes to show you that when you you know you get you go to these i liken it to going to like say the cheesecake factory you go to the cheesecake factory and you look at their menu and their uh-huh. menu is the size of a well, Bible. Mm-hmm. And you think, look at all of these goddamn things. There's no way you make any one of these things very well. Right. Because there's so much of it. Yeah. And then you you get to like one of these or, you know, or your, your Anheuser-Busch's or your whatever. Mm. And then you go to one of these monasteries and like, we make this one thing. Right. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we do with our existence. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. We literally we, are We making... praise God and make this stuff. It's all we do. I came here to yeah. praise God and make yeah. beer. Yeah. Or, yeah. Out of God. <laughs> <laughs> or, and even if it's like the one to 12 of like, you have this group is making the beer. Right. And then you have other monks making some of the jams or some right. of the cheeses. But the jam guys uh, believe, like, I can best serve God because I have an affinity towards making the jam. Mm -hmm. Cheese guys, like, I, you know, it's always been a passion of mine. I can do this. And then the beer guys do their, you know. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, so we talked about, you know, different cheeses. Like, Chimay makes cheeses. There's plenty of others that make cheeses. So just a couple of really bizarre ones, okay? Uh, Of course, making soap. But there is actually a a brewery. Uh, I'm sorry, not a brewery. A Trappist monastery that uh, that grows and uh, cultivates mushrooms by hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's called uh, Bryolamont, uh, and it's uh, Our Lady of Bryolamont Abbey. Yeah, and they actually are. They make uh, chestnut mushrooms. Hmm. So just, I mean, you know, you know, you you usually you think of like Trappist as like jams and beers and cheeses, but yeah, yeah you know. So it's just it's it's niche. so it's so much more chocolate uh cookies a lot of them and make biscuits bread. right yeah i mean and, and it's the funny thing is if you go kind of back like a bake sale right well if you go back to <laughs> 1100 1800 mm-hmm. like towns sprung up around churches yeah because right. they knew they were safe they could go and worship um and the the monasteries or churches or abbeys would give back to the community so it became this little you know community right around a central figurehead, which was their church or their abbey. Mm-hmm. So beer, bread, honey. Uh, there's a monastery, a Trappist monastery that makes just soap. Right. You know, and that's just, it's neat. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and specifically one of the ones that do, do does make jam, uh, St. Joseph Abbey. That's one of the ones that you can buy in like normal grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Like you can buy Trappist jam in I mean, I've seen it at Wegmans and plenty of other just normal grocery stores. So, a uh, Trappist Mon- and they, I think I looked up their website. They make something like thirty something different flavors of jam. Yeah, and Saint so, Saint Joseph's, uh, that's what they originally were doing was making jam, and then in uh, 2014, 2015 is when they got their Trappist label and started making mm-hmm. beer. They're the ones in Massachusetts. Uh, the, uh, so, 2013. 13. Yes. Yeah. So originally they were making jam. 
as mm-hmm. their their productive, you know, Cistercian order, and then they started making beer. But they still make jam. Yeah, and their beer has gotten a little bit easier to find down the East Coast. So. <laughs> it has, yeah. So this is a uh, Latrap uh, Isidore. What do you guys think? I think uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of like a, a lot of fruit notes on this one. Yeah, this, this is my favorite thus far. I really like. Yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. And what is the uh, percentage here, Joe? Uh, this one is only seven point five. Seven point five mm-hmm. Latrap. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, yes, this is yeah. from the Conning Chauvin. Right. At- yeah, this one is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. I'm trying to break down all the flavors, but <laughs> it's, yeah, I know. it reminds me of a couple different beers. But oddly enough, it I, I might be alone in this, but it kind of reminds me of Resurrection. Right. A it, bit. If, if it was it a bit yeah. more, uh, if it had a bit more fusel alcohol. Yeah. I, lo- I, yeah. I love Resurrection, but yeah. it's, it's very much more like... Punchy, alcoholy. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It reminds me of it. It's yes. in the yeah. Well, and most most of the the beers that go after that sort of Belgian style are going for this flavor, right? You know, yeah. And all the flavors in Trappist beers, you know, mm-hmm. and any number of uh, what's the one New Belgium? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, they have a lot of Trappist triple style, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. one of their beers actually was you know they did get some help from Chimay, yeah. working on stuff, and a handful of other breweries do as well. Right. I like the fact that uh, Trappist has become kind of a style, you know, yeah. of beer. Yeah. But you right. can't, you just can't call it a Trappist. But yeah. you can, right. you know, right. you, yeah. that you normally you you call it an Abbey style. I mean, you if you go into a store and you just pick up an Abbey ale, it might be somebody trying to do their best approximation or it might be in conjunction with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a better known brewery and they're calling it an Abbey, chances are they've done their research and they're possibly in contact Right, right, with you know Trappists or working with trap like former Trappists or mm-hmm. however, but yeah, I mean it's it's at least worth checking them out. But if you can go to the you know your, the source originally and know the difference, right? It's yeah, there's a lot to explore. Yeah, and uh, this one is from the Netherlands, and it's funny that most of them, most Trappist beers are based on a Belgian style beer. So even if, right. you know, from the Netherlands or from Austria, or yeah. they're all loosely based on a Belgian-style beer. Whereas the brand new one, the um, the one in England, the Mount St. Bernard, the Tint Meadows, uh-huh. they're like, we're, we love the Belgian beers, but we're going to do an English-style ale. Is that what they're doing? That's what they did. Hmm. So it huh. is a full-on English-style ale with, with Trappist, you know, experience. So they actually had help with three other monasteries, two that aren't Trappist, mm-hmm. uh, and that is Nor- Norkisha, N-O-R-C-I-A. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. Norkisha. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Norkisha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, St. Wald and the Zundert monks. Oh, came yeah. over and they're, Zundert. They came over to England, and they're like, this is how you do it. Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of sad I didn't get that stinking beer. I really want to try You know what? Here's it. what we're going to do. We're gonna get it, Joe. Part four. We're gonna get it. It's gonna be like uh, uh, we'll su- just, Superman four. We're gonna have we're, hope. Just, we're gonna have we'll have like a <laughs> we'll have the nails and everything. I'm finishing. We'll my just beer <laughs> we're just gonna do we're gonna like do a normal episode about something else, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna wedge that in sideways. Sure. We're just gonna drink that beer, you know, and give our our take on it. Mm-hmm. That works. So, um, uh, real quick before we start on the next one, so. I want to talk a little bit about the other two Trappist monasteries that make beer, 
but can't get the label. Right. And that's because they probably can't do it on premises. Correctimundo. Yeah. So there is Monasterio de San Pedro de Sardinia. Uh, and that is in Spain. And they do make beer, but it is not made on premises. And then there is Mont de Cats Abbey in Flanders. In French Flanders? Is it Flanders French? French Flan- it's, a, it's a region in France that's called... Uh-huh. French Flanders. Right. It's it's uh, like a county area. Mm-hmm. Um, Cat's beer is actually made by Chimay. So it's a Trappist beer made by Trappist monks, but not made but not on, on the Mont de Cat's. Right. But Fair. you can get it. If you can find it, it's still really decent. I, I've i seen it in Maryland before. I couldn't find it for this episode, but it's still really good beer. Right. And so... Kind of going to what we're talking about, making it on site. So in 1992, West Flatteran had a 46-year contract with St. Bernardus. Mm-hmm. St. Bernardus is one of my absolute favorite beers. Yeah. I love it. It's an Abbey-style ale, uh, but uh, they they basically, that was what they were making for a very long time, oh, you yeah. know, 46 years. Uh, but they eventually, they took the contract back and they started making West Flatteran on the premises. Right. West Flatteran is the one that... Uh, has basically, you know, they won the the best beer, f- you know, for Eight a long years time. In a row. You have to literally go up the mountain to go get it. And, you know, and, <laughs> right. you know. I mean, there's, you know, all like all the rules, like you were talking about it. You can get a case of it, but you can't get another case for a whole month. Right, there's like right. a lottery system and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Saint Bernardus started selling beers under its own name instead of West Flatteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both very good beers, but you know, just kind of going to what you were saying. Well, Saint Bernardus cannot say that they are, you know, Trappist because they're not associated with it anymore, right. but they still make an Abbey style and it's absolutely right. delicious. Right. And for our original Trappist episode, we did a side-by-side comparison. We did. We got a St. Bernardus 12 mm-hmm. and the one West Flatter in 12 that I was able to order. Right. We had glass and glass. May and or may like, not have been bootleg. It was not, <laughs> sir. <laughs> it was not. But they were very, very similar, but unique. Right. Completely to each other. Yeah. So, ready for the next Hard one? Hard to get. Yeah, let's have one more. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all thanks hobo radio hobo radio a weekly podcast on the peak sloth podcast network well well right now we're talking about travis beers and we are going to steer the ship back to it i do i do want to say however uh and i want to say it on the podcast so that dana hears it because she promised Mm -hmm. she's going to listen to this one okay uh that she wanted to say hi to both patrick uh, and and Lars. All right, on. Hi, Hi Dana. Dana. Thank you. So, Hi, Dana. I thought you were going to be here. It's the only reason I agreed to do this podcast. And it kind of pissing <laughs> me off that you're not. Whatever. So up next, we've got the Rochefort number ten, uh, and this one comes from what the hell. Uh, is it Rochefort's Be- Be- uh, Belgium one? Isn't it? It's Belgium, yeah. But yeah. It, it is Abbey uh, de Saint Remy. Okay. From Rockford, Belgium. And this is Belgish. Mm-hmm. So Belgish. Belgish. So what do they have? They have like the... The, the, the 6, 8, and 10. 6, 8, and 10. Yes. 
It smells similar to the last one. It's a, yeah, it does. It's a it's a little bit more stiff. Yeah. I, like I can tell it's got oh, like yeah. a little bit more alcohol to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Oh, this one's only a mere 11.3%. Oh, that's what it yep, is. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And that's that candy sugar. Yes, it is. Adding that candy sugar I mean, to it really bumps that alcohol. Definitely with the color as well. Right, yep. Adds to the oh, color. Goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. Tasty, that isn't is it? Fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> kidding me? What you're looking at here is it's kind of a it's a it's the it's very dark. Yeah. Yeah. But not stout dark. Not stout dark. Yeah, but no. the, the darkest one we've had thus far. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like a amber. Uh, yeah. No, well, it's more of a caramel. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So, oh, Jesus. In the nose, you get like alcohol. Mm-hmm. I get like a little bit of like nuts, a little bit of um, a lot of fig. Yeah, a lot of a lot of, of, lot, lot of that dates. fig date. Yeah. You know that that what stone are they? fruit. Stone fruit, mm-hmm. right? Like stone men. Mm-hmm. If if the Lord walked into my home. And ask for a beer, I would be happy to serve this. <laughs> Sit down, Lord. Do, boy, do I have a treat for you. I'm trying to figure out what food would go with this. Like, uh, I don't know why. Uh, they do make their own cheese. True. And Actually, this is, this would be a good cheese pairer. Oh, yeah. Especially with like a, a funky cheese. Mm-hmm. It's really good with a funky cheese. Yeah, very um, soft labrie. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken. I've had it with, I probably had it with a burger. Yeah, I, I definitely like, have had it with burger. Yeah, but like a lemon pepper chicken would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lemon pepper chicken. Yeah, lemon, <laughs> <laughs> not, lemon pepper. Chicken? I have no. It, like it's just so specific. It is. But you're I not wrong. Thinking, you're but not. It, I think it would, it would be delicious with a lemon pepper there, chicken. It, it pairs out with citrus. the citrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A hint of citrus. Huh. Yeah, I was thinking just like a pretty like innocuous tangy Pork cheese chop. but you're like yeah, no <laughs> lemon pepper chicken i think one that was probably marinated for eight hours at least eight hours <laughs> there's some sharpness to this yeah, yeah. I, well, I wouldn't do it with like a tiki masala or anything yeah, yeah. Like, nothing, that's nothing that's like heavily spiced competing i'm gonna i'm, gonna, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go a little bold here uh caesar salad Okay. I think this would go really well with. I'm okay. clearly in over my head with here. the original with with the anchovies and the Caesar dressing. Yeah, yeah, okay. everything. I can see that. Oh yeah. boy, I'm really in the weeds. Although I could see having one of these and smoking a fatty. Yeah, yeah. This would be this mm-hmm. would be really good. Yeah, this would be. Oh man. Oh god. I <laughs> you know, really wish I was like, high right now. Yeah. <laughs> this would be delicious. One of my favorite things, uh a few I've had a few sour beers and I I used to smoke cigars. Uh and I I don't really smoke them anymore, but one of my favorite things was uh to pair like a, a cigar with a sour beer because it's like the sharp I don't know what it is. It's like the smoke mixed with the sharpness of a sour beer has a tendency to do this weird thing in your mouth that's beautiful, you know? And I've said it on this podcast many of times when we're talking about pairing is, you know, and it happens with wine, but I've had it more often happen with beer because I I guess I just drink more beer. Mm -hmm. But it, it happens when you actually pair it and it does pair. It creates this bizarre harmony in your mouth where you can feel the flavors like mingle and and like resonate you know they actually resonate like you're singing in the shower resonate instead of what did you call it before mouth static yeah yeah as opposed to like when something does not pair like two things taste awful together Mm -hmm. and it tastes like tv static in your mouth tv static yeah yes (laughs) oh it's bad yeah i know exactly what you mean right yeah yeah there's actually there's a restaurant uh, at 33rd and Greenmount Thai mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah, it's just called Thai restaurant. <laughs> That's but great. Their food is amazing, 
And if you ask them, they will happily tell you, like, I'm I'm planning on ordering this. Like, I'm looking at these options. What beer should I get? Mm-hmm. And uh, the owner, for certain, will be able to tell you, uh, this, well, we have this and this will go with that well, depending on what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, he mm-hmm. just knows his beer pairings right. so amazingly for ev- anything on their menu. And I think there's just, like, I know there's a lot of variation in wine, but to me, it just it tastes so similar to me. It really does. You know? it, depends on, it depends on what kind. Right. I, like, to yeah. me. Like, I, I can like, tell red and white apart. Uh, well, I can tell a yeah. mellow from, from a. What a palate. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like most of the time I'm drinking wine, I, I'm just like, I'm turning my back and try to pour a little bit of ginger ale into it. Because right, I, yeah. I think I just don't like it, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm making like a spritzer or yeah. whatever. Yeah, red well, wine and Coke. Right. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mostly go towards like a Malbec or a Shiraz because mm-hmm. they're super dry and they're, they're more like a, a barley wine right. flavor mm-hmm. profile. Yeah. So that's what I tend to go Yeah, towards. they're a mix. They're not like a, it's not... It's not just one fruit that is in either one of those ones. Right, but they tend to be a lot drier. And I haven't tried this restaurant because 33rd and Greenmount is a, it's a mess of a fucking intersection there. Oh, it's a you terrible intersection. You can't turn right. You can't turn left. Also, there, there are two lanes going in all four directions, but you have to go straight. Mm-hmm. And if you want to turn around, you have to go up a block. Yeah. And make a U-turn. What a fucking mess. I oh, don't yeah. ever stop there. <laughs> Just get me through this goddamn intersection right. for fuck's sakes. Yeah. It's uh, the only reason they do business is word of mouth because it's a nightmare to park near there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. I got to get up there. Though. I didn't know their food was so oh good. Thai God. restaurant. It's the, my it's my favorite Thai that I've had no in kidding. Baltimore. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. yeah. I find that a lot of Asian Asian beers have uh, do really well with just like lagers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's it's I mean I lot of like Asian beers, like what is it, Sing Sing, Sing Tao, Sing Tiger. They're all like lager beers, and I yeah. think it's I think a lot of it has to do with like the heat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have like a lot of heat, like in ramen. You know, you can add like a lot of heat to it mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I think it just it has a tendency to like cool that heat down. Yeah, Ethiopian know? is the same way. Right. If you go to an mm-hmm. Ethiopian restaurant, you're gonna get something like like Tusker, which is mm-hmm. very similar, like to Xingtao or, mm-hmm. or Sapporo or something like that because yeah. it's very spicy food mm-hmm. and you want something very bright, very easy to drink mm-hmm. with with something that spicy. Right. Yeah. And the nice, place, the nice thing about this place is that they have a lot of Asian beers, but they have some non-Asian beers that just pair well. Hmm. Right. So they, I mean, they're looking into making sure that the flavors are there for what they want. Right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, weirdest, one of the weirdest beer pairings that I ever heard about, but goes really well together. If you ever have dessert and they have carrot cake, uh-huh. go for an IPA. Carrot yeah, it does work IPA. well. Yeah, yeah, carrot cake, whatever it is, it's the rootiness mixed with the the hoppiness of the beer yeah. has a tendency to go really well, especially with the, that cheesecake icing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Cream yeah. cheese. Yeah, cream. Uh, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. 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 Um, there's an actual IPA that uh, I believe they make it with the same spices as a carrot cake. And oh, yeah. it looks like like someone put carrot cake in like they beer. Maybe they juiced a carrot and put it in <laughs> Yeah. I might give that a try sometime. Yeah. Dana's got a, a Jack LaLanne juicer. Might oh, be able to juice, <laughs> <laughs> juice up a carrot and okay. throw it in there. <laughs> you know? Just yeah. a hint of it. Jack LaLanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Did you guys hear... Uh, 
this is going to throw like and let everybody know exactly what date we recorded this on, Joe. But did you hear uh, Dick Dale passed away today? <gasps> no, I didn't. Yeah, eighty-one years old. No wow. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. I don't, I don't Sucks, I doesn't keep, it? I don't, yeah. I can keep doing this show. Look, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, I am way behind on this. Yep. Let me catch up. <clears throat> so next up is the a shell, and this is the broom. They had the blonde. I, I, but I, I like call the broom it a kel. I call it is a that, shell. Is it a shell? I thought it was ackle. It's a soft seed. It's ackle. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there anus in the, in this, this ackle? To tell you the truth, I was hanging out in um, in Brooklyn, New York this weekend, and everyone. Oh, was, oh, was humble little, brag. They were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. They don't let just anyone in there. <laughs> no, nah, but you had your flannel on. I did. I you did. got a beard again. But they were. Uh, there was a. Group of people there I was hanging out with who kept laughing at my accent. Uh huh. That I happens did, I don't, in New York. I didn't know where I was going. Heavy Baltimore accent. I've yeah. never had that problem before. Do you remember when <laughs> going we, to Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah. We were. I don't remember where we were. We were in New York, and just speaking of accents, we were mm-hmm. at a red light, fucking red light, and just some drunk ass British guy knocks on our window and he's like, "Do you want to hear a dirty story?" <laughs> and we're like, "What?" And it was just a bunch of punk kids in Chris's car. And we're like, uh, what? At a red light. And he's like, oh, I hear a dirty limerick, a, a dirty story. Come on, kids. You know you want to hear it. And we're just like, the fuck? Only in New York. I'm happened. pretty sure that we paid him to hear a dirty limerick. Did we right? pay him? What was it? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember, remember it. Come on. I just remember that yeah. moment. It was just him and his friend just started beating each other up and yelling exterminate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, this man. is the Akel, Joe. Yes, right. so it's the Akel. This is also from Belgium. Like I said, a lot of the Belgium, Belgian beers are a little easier to find than the other ones. Right. This one comes in at a mere 8% alcohol. Oh, a mere. And they only make two. They make a blonde and a brown. Okay. A blonde or a brune. Um, and this one reminds me a lot of uh, Lafie. Have you guys ever had Lafie? Uh, you can find it in almost every single liquor store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he the guy who beat up James Bond's balls? <laughs> yes. Played by Mads Mickelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He beat the hell out of James Bond's ball sack. <laughs> so, again, same. I'm, I'm getting, you know, that yeah, stone this one's fruit. A, this one's a bit more funky. Yeah. Stone fruit. Sorry, guys. I've had some beer at this point. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, it you're remind, fine. The, 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 talking of accents, it reminded me when I was stuck in traffic in Chicago. Again, humble brag. I went to a place. <laughs> I went to a place. But this guy, um, there was a, a bunch of traffic because there was construction and we were supposed to all be merging. But people, they weren't merging correctly, just like every place on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And this guy, was he had his windows down. He kept going, move to the left. <laughs> move to the left. If everyone would just keep moving to the left. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Last but not least, uh, I brought a Zundert. Zundert. Now, wasn't this my favorite? Uh, yes. This is one of your favorites. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. It's beery. <laughs> it is definitely beery. <clears throat> uh, and this is one of the other ones from the Netherlands. Okay. Mm. So there's two two Netherlands. Right. 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 La Trap and Zundert. Oh, God, it has just such a nice, like, yeasty, beery smell to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. 
It's um, so good. It's really, it really, really good. Is delicious. Right? Right. They're not brewing it for you. They're brewing it for God. Mm. Yeah. We just are along for the ride. Yeah. Every Honestly, single... I think it's wasted on God. So here's yeah. the thing. You like how many? So, uh, Patrick, obviously you've had quite a few of these because you were on the, our, you know, mm-hmm. our Original, first episode. Yeah. yeah. But Lars, how many yeah. of you these have you had? How many like, you know, Trappist beers have you had before today? Oh, before today, two. Yeah. Which but ones you were probably they? Probably had you know? a Shimei and a West Mall. I th- I think I only had one. I think it was a Shimei. A Shimei. Yeah. And, but maybe two different ones. Maybe two yeah. different ones. Because yeah, the I mean, double I... and the triple usually you can find out and about. Yeah, yeah. but I... it's the blue blue label the and blue the red, and the red label. Yeah. Blue, red, white, uh, and they also have a Christmas one. And mm, I think they make man. about six or seven. Those Christmas beers. ones are my favorite. Yeah, they yeah. are really good. If you can get one of the Christmas ones, like. They're just, they're a lot stronger. They're mm-hmm. made for, like, celebrations, right. you know? Well, and there's, like, like Zunder, this is the only one they make. Right. They make the eight, and that's all they make. Right. And, uh... It's a, I, what is it, Zundert? Mm-hmm. Zundert. Joe, uh, Joe came over to my house a few weeks ago and, uh, and taste-tested my... I, I just brewed a lager, and, uh, I kind of, like changed around like a mini fridge that I have and I actually got my keg in it that my wife had bought me for Christmas. Got a keg, whole kegging system, and uh, I can now have beers on tap. Which <laughs> is, I'm, I'm pretty excited yep. about. Yep. So he came over and he taste tested that mm-hmm. and brought me a Zundert. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. for my very own self. Isn't that mm-hmm. sweet? Aw. I'll take a Zundert. Joe, my best friend. <laughs> Zundert sounds like... I love like, him. I th- wasn't Zundert... Um, wasn't he executed by Ronan the Accuser? <laughs> <laughs> do we, do we have any more? Was, was I, that no, it? no, I, I Pat just brought some sneaky thing down. Uh oh. Oh my goodness. Uh, now, as a callback to the previous episode, and this may or may not wind up being the, like, I guess the spinoff episode of this with all of the edits, <laughs> um, that we could call the spinoff episode the Munkenstein episode. Oh, no, that's true too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, all of the wart from, or no, the. It was the the, the yeast. The yeah. yeast. We took from, all the yeast. Yep. Yeah, from all of the beers that we had drank on the previous episode, mm-hmm. uh, Chris took them and put them together and brewed a an Abbey ale. Yeah, basically an Abbey style ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had named it. We had all kind of like had a bit of a, a brainstorming session right. on the podcast episode, talking and discussing what we were going to name it. And I believe, uh, I believe uh, Joel was the winner, didn't he? Come I, think so. mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I think so. Yeah, I don't remember right. because it was such a great. It was very, very. Blurry. And it was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but we called it Munkenstein, and I have a bottle of it that I've been saving for a special occasion. Nice. And since my life has not had any special occasions <laughs> in the past <laughs> <best Shit>. years, <laughs> um, we have a bottle of Munkenstein so, that I thought this, I would break out for this. Is this like a four or five year old beer at yes. this point? Yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. it's, it's but that's the thing. We were talking about it aging. Oh, I made sure right. to bring that up. So awesome. Um, yeah. So it, it, and, def, it, it, I've, I've had them a few, a few times. I've, I've broken them out and they've been good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited to give it a try. So if you remember, Pat, this, uh, Decagon mm-hmm. is all, Ten of the labels of the Trappist beers that have the yeast in here. Oh no, yeah. shit! So like our Orval, uh-huh. uh, Rochefort, Chimay, yeah. uh, Gregorius, or Ingersoll, Stift Ingersoll, right? Was Slatron, 
what is that? West Mall, La Trap, Zundert, Achelle, and Spencer. So That's at the beautiful. time, basically every there, single brewery. There were 10 at the time that we made this. Right. And now there are 12, 14 technically, but not. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the listeners, it's it looks like the Umbrella Corporation. It does very much. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> when, it's different beer when labels. We, when I designed the label, I was thinking <clears> like, you know, Frankenstein. So like a chunk of Absolutely. It, wor- it works perfectly. Together. I was just painting a word picture for him. I but think using, using the style of... The Trappist label, uh-huh. which is the, oh yeah, Why yeah. Not? So it was like, how do I fit ten of them in that label? Where the, a decagon, yeah. you know, right? So it uh, works. So guys, I tried to, um, I tried to basically brew like the biggest beer that I could, so I, it would stick around for a long time. So here, <laughs> let's make sure it still has. Well, oh, it's got no. some. It's it got still some, has some carbonation. It. Mm. All right, I'm gonna let you go for it. All right, uh, pour well, everybody I mean, a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is basically using all of the yeast of the Trappist beers available at the time. I'm excited. Yep. So it looks like it's got a little bit of carbonation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So still got, still got some fizz going. It looks the like darkest one. Yeah, it looks like I don't think oil. it's the darkest. Like we'll it's, escape from this thing. It's the darkest timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Britta's got a streak in her hair. Here, sip the rest of it. So <laughs> I am going to say, I am going to say it'll probably have like um, some some notes of uh, oxidation. I remember in, in I remember having one at the two year mark and right. it had some soy sauce flavor. Right. Hmm. Yeah. No, well, it changed. They change flavor. Yeah, that's they really be- do. That's an oxidation, which means you know some some oxygen is getting in there. It's you know it's turning, uh, it's turning the beer to rust, and uh, <laughs> and it, it will cause flavors like soy sauce and uh, what are some other ones? Mouse taint. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> mouse taint is a flavor. <laughs> it is. It's just matter of fact. But it's one you have to discover no, it, on your own. <laughs> it's kind of like getting high off of a frog butt. <laughs> no, if you if you go to, it, there are classes to teach you how to taste beer, right? And you can be a beer taster at a a you know uh, what do they call that? A brew off. Yes. Right? A, a, a sommelier of beer. Right, right. Right. So you can go, and they have these huge giant charts to help you sort of narrow down what that flavor is that you're tasting and one of them is horse blanket mouse taint mm-hmm. hey like, hey barnyard like, barnyard like but all these things grandma's butt crack mouse taint that. is in that there are mice in the brewery no, sure. well no or not, that it actually tastes like the <laughs> the taint of a the, mouse. the the rainbow bridge <laughs> no <of>. no <laughs> the, so it's like it's like how you if if you've ever lived in a house that mice are in, they have a very specific smell. Yeah. And um and you can get that in some beers. And in a very minute portion, it's not bad. You know? I mean it's like um I mean M and M's let's you know It may even be nostalgic for a lot of working class families. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, so oh, like this, this tastes could, like this, this could use a hint of mouse taint. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it's, come in like a little vial you yeah. can shake on stuff. Yeah. But right. Yet. It's not like you can get like, oh, could I get this with a little more black mold in the attic? <laughs> well, it's like right. uh, it's it's like um, how you. Okay. For instance, when we were talking about anise earlier, mm-hmm. right? You might not necessarily like you know licorice flavored. Mm-hmm. Jelly beans, okay, because it's just too powerful. But if you have a little bit of anise in something, it lends some flavor to it that you that you can you can say, well, there's anise in there, but because of all the other flavors, it's not terrible. Right. It's the same thing with mouse taint. 
You know, you just have to lift its tail, get in there, and if you just get a little bit of it, it's not that bad. So, but it'll actually add to the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think there's mouse taint specifically in this. No, but it, no, I'm just this right. because of the because of the, the the aging of it. It probably does have some soy sauce. Worcestershire kind of flavors, yeah, right. you know, so vinegar almost. Yeah, yeah. When I had it the last time. It had a flavor. Uh, it actually had a kind of a raspberry oh, right yeah. to it. Yeah, um, but like it has tasted different uh, well, twice now. And let's let's, uh, all let's get into toast. It, Cheers. The From the top of the mountain to the bottom of the sea. Here's all my friends in between. Savetka. Carbonation is really low on this. Yeah. 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 So, but with such a big beer, I think this thing is like. Something like twelve percent. Yeah, I mean it was it's, pretty it's, heavy duty. It was heavy duty. Mm-hmm. I made it to sit for a long oh, yeah. time. No, it is yeah. not terrible. No, it's definitely I, I do not taste terrible. The soy. Uh, it's actually it's it's bridging on teriyaki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's sweet yeah. and sour. Yeah. But with that, sort of... what you what you talked about earlier with raspberry, mm-hmm. that seems like it would go with that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it does have like some of that raspberry, like that kind of sweet and sour sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of this comes from the fruitiness of some of the original beers that we had. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I just don't think you would ever have black mold in your attic. I think it's going to be in your basement, right? Typically. Because in the, in the but, attic, there's but so it, much ventilation. No, but if you have a roof leak. Yeah. I mean, if you have a roof leak, yeah. but still, but still you, you, have, you have slats in your attic. You have gonna slats. It's going to let the air out. It's depending your basement on the st- where the moisture is gathering. Yes, but depending on the style of building. Because... The, I guess, yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not Nothing was impossible. No. Improbable, was... yes. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Good no. call. Good call. Anyway, this beer is good. It tastes like soy sauce, and I dig it. It kind of <laughs> tastes like fishball soup. Mm-hmm. I'm down with it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's because of the age. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But it's a really, lot of, really good, though. It's a lot of stone fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. A lot of like that kind of like cherry, peach, like mm-hmm. any kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. anything with a pit. So in summation, God, it's a good beer. <laughs> it's a good beer. They're all really good beers, and yes. uh, they're not brewed for you. They're brewed for God. They're brewed for the Lord, mm-hmm. and the Lord would approve. Yes. <laughs> Happy Easter, Jesus. Oh, I mean, not oh, yet. No. no. Oh no. That's a sore subject for him, Patrick. Too soon. Very sore. <laughs> Sore specifically the in the, the have arms not and chest region. <laughs> <laughs> and, and right here, kind of in the uh, side area, like... The abdomen. You know, oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy. The Roman spearish place. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas, do you have anything that you wanted to uh, you wanted to get out there? You wanted to let everybody know? Where can we, uh, where can we reach you? Where can we hear you more? You can, you can listen to me every week. On the Hobo Radio podcast, which is a part of HoboTrashCan.com, which is um, founded by Joel Murphy, my colleague. Who we all boss. wish could be here today. Who we wish he could be here. It's a, that's our boss. That's the big guy. It's the head honcho, big cheese. <laughs> Numero uno. Numero uno. The head enchilada. Can you just can you let him know that uh, we decided to do a, a Trappist episode and uh, we didn't invite him back on? Yeah, I get it. He doesn't drink anymore. Right. I know. Guys, That's I'm telling you, the man does mm-hmm. not drink. I have, he also at, doesn't I was at his, Baltimore anymore. I had, I had to be at his, his wedding um, 
uh, what I say I had to be, I did. I had to be at his <laughs> wedding. And also I had to drink for him because <laughs> his, like, he was marrying this woman who was part of a crazy Polish family who apparently at, at weddings, they drink vodka every six seconds. And I had to drink his vodka for you him. You were his stunt drinker? I had to do it. I had to do it because he doesn't drink much anymore. So he wouldn't wow. have even enjoyed this, but I hope he's enjoying um, listening to it. And also I'm at, I'm at the, um, at the Lars Peter on, um, on Twitter, if mm-hmm. you want to follow mm-hmm. me, I don't do anything, so I don't know why you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I retweet, retweet things I think are interesting. Well, but you uh, can find me there. Next time you record with Joel, you just tell him we said hey. Of course, the Curioso of course. boys. I felt yeah. I don't know. I I guess I didn't get your permission for this, but every time I talk to Joel, I say, um, um, the the Curioso guy said hi. Yeah, that's fine. That works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. I'm yeah. good with that. Cool. 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 I mean, he is the the head. Enchilada, the head enchilada. Mm-hmm. The we all we all know carpet. it. We all know it. The- <laughs> he's he's, he's given us a silent treatment, Joe, because we're behind on podcasts. We gotta we gotta <laughs> right, start stepping right, it up right. a little bit. The top grass blade. Well, we got three out of this episode. So yeah, mm-hmm. right. Good. Speaking of the Peak Sloth Network, uh, I will probably have a board game podcast coming up within this year. Uh, seriously, the amount of time. That is wasted between us rolling the dice and just saying, right, that's the, that's the one <laughs> It takes up so much time in a, in a recording. So um, there are a lot to edit, and I did not think that through, and I may give up on cutting that stuff out, but I started on some of the episodes, and uh, so I'm at least going to make the first ones polished and then let people mm-hmm. get used to it. Yeah. Right. Anywho, uh, yeah, the board game podcast will continue uh, as far as recording it, and then uh, I'm going to get it up. Uh, the name is Loose Pieces, if you ever see that come up in your feed. Nice. And then I'm on Instagram as pstorebmore, that's P-S-T-O-R-B-M-O-R-E, uh, where I am posting a T-shirt a day. Uh, I've restarted. Has been really fun to follow, by yeah. the way. You have lots of T-shirts. Bro. I have way too many T-shirts. And <laughs> I've already done we this go challenge. With contest because I have a fucking Ooh, ton of that's... T-shirts. Um, you 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 can do it. I'm numbering my days where I started at the beginning of the year. I've done this once before because I realized I had too many T-shirts. And I'm like, I'm going to wear every single shirt one more time. And then I'm going to split, keep, and not. And a lot of the knots I've been selling off at flea markets and online. Uh, but I'm. it took two years to get through all of my shirts. Holy wow. hell. That's a bit more than I have, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I, I rounded out the year. And then I started the collection again, having already gotten through some shirts. And now I'm going to see what makes the second cut. But on Instagram, I'm posting my shirt a day. And it's a lot of pop culture nerdery. And it's, yeah, it's just silly. And I'll, if I can remember where I bought the shirt or what I'm connected to it from, if it's a concert shirt or whatever, Mm. I just throw it on there. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thank our, you for having us. Our second for the beer episode. drinking podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheapest St. Patty's Day I ever had. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Joe. Well, uh, it was good talking to you again. Yeah, you too. And uh, I'll see you for next episode, right? Yes, sir. Uh, same uh, same place. Same bat same... time, same bat channel. Same Travis oh. time, same Travis channel. Are we talking channel. about Batman now? Yes. <laughs> Easy. All right, Easy. All right turn, off the, <laughs> turn off the recording real quick before it starts. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curiosopodcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curiosopodcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. Mm